Chuck and Julie, bringing you the truth straight up. I'm Julie Hagan. I'm working at- an Emmy-winning former investigative reporter, a highly successful trial attorney, and publisher of a major Denver area newspaper. They've been partners as talk show hosts and in marriage as parents for over 10 years, providing thought-provoking information, opinion, and entertainment live, local, and interactive. Everyone's voice is always welcome on The Chuck and Julie Show. Well, good afternoon, everybody. Chuck Bonniewell, Julie Hayden, The Chuck and Julie Grassroots Show. Two straight up. That's right. Brought to you by Mountain West Wellness, Advanced Acupuncture, and Chinese Medicine. Boy, a lot to talk about today. This is quite the year for um, grassroots conservatives in Colorado. We're going to have Dave Williams, who has announced that he is running for Congressional District 5. That just came out this morning. Not un- unexpected. We talked about that on Friday. And then also Ron Hanks, who's running for CD3, has all of his stuff set Isn't up. Isn't that great? Yeah, we're not going to talk about Lauren Boebert. Um, we love Lauren. Now we're back on. We let back love. Now, yeah. Well, let me just say, put this straight. I spent an entire summer, uh, mostly on the on the eastern half of the state, trying to get the opt out. So I spent a lot of Saturday nights and we're going to get Jake Christian here in a second. Okay. Oh, we do have him with us. Okay, oh, hey, well, story. Just, okay. Oh, okay. He can only stand for ten minutes. All right, we'll get him on right okay. now. Then I'll tell you my story about Eastern Colorado and why we love Lauren Bobo. All right, Jay Christian Adams is with us, president of the Public Interest Legal Foundation. Um, sir, thank you once again for your time. Welcome. And I understand you guys are filing a brief or half filed with the U.S. Supreme Court regarding the uh, Colorado secretary of the, well, the Colorado effort to keep Trump off the ballot. Right. Right. Uh, we filed it. And then like 20 hours later, the Supreme Court took the case. So oh. they have officially taken the case and are going to hear it on February 5th. No, and is that because you guys joined it? They said, hey, if Jay Christians Adams is on this, we better get on it too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's funny. I, I doubt it, but it is. Uh, it, it, it was quick. I'm glad we got it in. Now, who do you represent? Well, uh, the Public Interest Legal Foundation filed it in its own. But we also represent Hans von Spakovsky, uh, who's uh, at, the, at the Heritage Foundation. Ah, okay. And what but but you don't represent one of the plaintiffs or defendants. Uh one of the plaintiffs. No, no the no. Colorado Republican Party is the plaintiff. Right. right. What so what is the basis and, and what number one I guess Well just, just interesting that we're we're gonna have uh the head of the Republican Party on in about uh, forty minutes, um who filed right. did file it on yeah. So it's great to have you on now. What is so Well let me ju- tell you why well, let me tell you why you won't hear from the head. Okay. And that is that we argue that the insurrection clause is gone. It was repealed by Congress in 1898, so it doesn't even exist anymore, the, the provision of the Constitution that they uh, are acting under to keep him off the ballot. Right, oh, okay. Right. So why don't you explain that? I was going to say the gist of your lawsuit and why it is that you guys, because I think that's a broader issue here, too, than just this 2024 election and why you guys got involved. Yeah, nobody was making the argument that this had been repealed by these acts of Congress. This is the only part of the Constitution that allows Congress to repeal the law by just a a statute as opposed to a constitutional amendment. And so nobody had been making those arguments. We thought it was important to get them in. 
Yeah. Oh, I could see that might even in a nice way give the Supreme Court an out to a certain extent um, if they don't want to be too political, too, huh? Right. Yeah. It, it, look, you can't disqualify somebody based on a provision that Congress has nullified. Mm. Now, how explain that a little bit, because you're right. We've been obviously here in Colorado talking about this a lot. Why? How? I mean, talk to me about your reasoning and why it is you think no one else came up with this or are they just too focused on other stuff? Well, I don't know. I mean, Hans von Spakovsky, the person that we filed the brief for, um, found this and he did the research and found the Amnesty Acts of 1872 and 1898 were passed by Congress. If you read the Constitution, Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, the provision that Jenna Griswold and all the others are acting under, it specifically says in the last sentence that Congress may repeal this. The Congress may nullify this by an act of Congress. Well, no one seemed to notice that and ask the question, did Congress ever do so? And the answer is yes. In fact, Congress did. And they did it in part because of the Spanish-American War, where they needed a bunch of officers to help, but they weren't allowed because of the, the insurrection clause. They were Confederate, Confederate officers. So Congress went in and did what the Constitution allowed, and that was nullify this provision of the Constitution. Wow. Talk to us a little bit. Did they specifically oh. mention uh, Article uh, three uh, or the pertinent uh, for, uh, section three of Amendment fourteen. I'm sorry. What was your first couple words of that question? Did um, did Congress explicitly address that it was overruling, yep. nullifying yep. of the Fourteenth Amendment, Section three? Sure did. Wow. Absolutely. Wow. wow. Good for you guys. Well, and you know we've seen since. The, the initial lawsuit here in Colorado, and there have been others. And now I saw some guy in Wisconsin was finding it. I mean, to me, this bigger than just the 2024 election and President Trump, which certainly are big enough. But this just is a, a Pandora's box that anybody, anywhere, everywhere could just file a lawsuit trying to keep a candidate off the ballot, obviously then forcing that candidate to deal with it and then having to rely on, you know, whatever the whims of judges, so to speak. I mean, do you see this, too, as just a much bigger issue than just this the 2024 race? Well, our brief says that the actions to remove the candidate were destabilizing to the country, destabilizing. And that is to have a petty bureaucrat have the power to say who we get to vote for. It took away the right to vote. Uh, of voters by this is what they used to do in the Soviet Union. They would have, you know, one party on the ballot. And it's just not what we do in America. And yes, it's much bigger than just Trump in 2024. It's about who gets to decide who the president is. Is it the people through a vote or is it a secretary of state who's ideologically motivated? That's what this issue is about. Right. Hey, uh, somebody said us the, the part of uh, Amendment 14, Section 3. It says, but Congress may, by a vote of two-thirds of each House, remove such disability. Uh, did, they, did the oh. 72 and 1898 ones have that many people? Yes. Like I said, it passed twice. The Act of 1898, the Amnesty Act of 1898, it's cited in our brief. You could read the brief. If you go to publicinterestlegal.org and the act of 1872 uh, specifically cites this provision that you just read uh, in the Constitution.
Wow, that's one of our one of our listeners is saying the repeal that you're talking about was mentioned on a Bill O'Reilly show um, last month, and the person that was interviewed was disappointed that Trump's lawyers didn't catch that repeal. So great for you guys. Just a final question because I know you have to go here. How will this play out? Will everybody files their briefs? Will everyone get to actually argue, or how do you see this playing out? Well, they're going to have arguments on February fifth, oral arguments. And uh, the briefing is going to be put in in the next few weeks. Uh, the Public Interest Legal Foundation will be filing what's called a merits brief. What we filed before last week was a request the Supreme Court take the case. They took the case, and we'll be filing a merits brief, amicus, uh, in the next uh, week or two. Okay. Wow. So will that... And I, I apologize for my, sort of my ignorance of the way the law works there. So even though so you've got the Trump people, you've got the Colorado people, now we've got you guys. I think there have been other attorney generals that have entered into this, too. Well, they're filing amicus briefs, so I guess you're you're not filing an amicus you're brief. You're the whole different thing then, right? Um, you guys, uh, I, I caught both of you, but we, we're filing amicus briefs. Okay. Uh, you usually file them a week after the merits briefs get filed, I think, in this case. All right. Perfect. OK, well, listen, so we will let you go. I know I've, I've seen you on Twitter doing interviews all over. So thank you for, for finding doing a great job. Yeah. And Thanks for, for coming well, on. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. All right. All right there you go. Okay. So Jay Bye-bye. Christian Adams there, the president of the Public Interest Legal Foundation. He says you can look at the brief at the Public Interest Legal Foundation dot org. Um, so let's go back to Jacob. Jacob, you're on it. Jacob, you need to, like, call the Trump attorneys. Um that uh, Sandra said, did anyone read that Justice John Roberts was seen having dinner with Jack Smith? Just yeah, so know, perfect, you know, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen that, Sandra. Wouldn't, wouldn't totally surprise me. Um, but but again, um, Jacob says that that Bill O'Reilly was talking about this. So if you're just joining the show, I see we've got a ton of people coming on. We're going to be having here in about five, 10 minutes. Dave Williams is going to come on. And then a little bit after that, Ron Hanks, Dave Williams for CD5, Ron for CD3. This is shaping up to be a great year for grassroots and jacob is raising his hand all right jacob go ahead and explain it to us what what happened was i think his name is peter jared or something uh he's uh he's usually interviewed on hannity but the um he says the bad part about it is the fact that the trump lawyers didn't catch it and didn't do it he's afraid that the um supreme court may just drop it off they you know it's too late that was his that was his fear. So even if this guy did file it, you know, the Supreme Court can say, well, you know, it's we've got we've got everything we need from the lawyers of, of Trump and everybody else's. And it's they nice, may not, but we don't need it. And, and they, they may, may not, not hear it. Well the Supreme Court, I promise you, having clerked for a Supreme Court justice, can yeah. do what it wants. So if it if it wants to take it up, it can take it up. Um, it doesn't need the parties to argue it. If if a law had repealed it and they find yeah. on their own the then they can go, No, we're not gonna yeah. just ignore something that just because uh, the uh, candidate didn't bring it up or the Republican Party bring it up. And so, folks, know yeah. what we're talking about is J. Christian Adams of the legal okay, public, with the Public Interest Legal Foundation. They filed and it's going to be an amicus brief in the, the Trump Supreme Court case saying that the provision that they're specifically talking about was repealed by Congress, you know, decades ago. Um, I got to imagine that there's tricky, yeah, tricky legal arguments there because I'm sure the Mark Elias people, you know, have done their homework. This is something they've been plotting. Well, they'll, they'll say if, if, they, if they repealed in 1872, why would they have to repeal it again in 18? 18- 
1898. Right. And then, and, so you know they're going to try to argue that it wasn't really appealed. But I think, though, everything that gives the way courts work is you want to give them something to hang their hat on. And the more they have to hang their hat on in this yeah, no, case. I think, I think it's a great argument and gets over with, with uh, lots of the other ones, whether he's an insurrectionist or not an insurrectionist, whether January 6th was an insurrection. I doubt if they want to get into that detail. I'll just say, hey, this doesn't apply. Boom, bye. I mean, yeah, this would be a magical way for them yeah. to do that without, or, I mean, there, there are any number of things you could do. And Charlene is saying, exactly, Chuck, this looks like SCOTUS is looking for cover under legalese. One could hope, although you would hope that at some point the Supreme Court would weigh in on people being able to willy-nilly just, you know, demand that people, candidates they don't like be kicked off the ballot. Um, no, I know. That's why I wish somebody in a Republican state would kick Biden off the ballot. Just do it, right? Yeah, just do uh, it. Just, well, that's God what they did it, just do it. Maine, they're just like, we don't need any reason. I watch YouTube. I mean, literally, that's what you said. I saw some YouTube clips, so I'm going to do this. Hey, Thomas, you know what I think? If you want to try, he might not be ready yet, but if you want to try to give Dave a call, because Jay Christian Adams had, was a little quicker than we thought he was going to be. Well, uh, let me go into why I'm for Lauren Boebert now. Come on. Oh, your story about. Well, I'm not anti-Lauren Boebert. Okay. I just, so we, we were critical of Adam. Carpet Bay. But now the latest one where she got up in a restaurant and bam, gave it to her husband. Well, once allegedly, twice, she Allegedly, she no. smacks in the face and so forth. Well, I spent, you know, with, with our merry band of, of pranksters, we spent an enormous amount of time in Eastern. I never had, you know, I had reason to spend time in Eastern Colorado. And let me tell you, on a Saturday night, what happens? Everybody goes down the bar, gets drunk, and fights. That's what everybody, that's the entertainment for the night. Disclaimer, I don't think that's, that's what happens. all the folks. Anywhere east of... East yeah, of, East of Lyman. Uh, it's it just it's it's they they like see Lauren Boebert is going to be able to go now. <laughs> I'm going to do to Nancy Pelosi what I did to my ex. No. I'm going to you know all these little whiptards are telling you they'll fight for you. They won't fight for you. You are talking to a fighter. <laughs> And and so I'm all for Lauren Bobert now. I am too. And I am all, too. all these prissy uh, front range people. Oh, she hit her husband. She didn't hit her husband. Well, I mean, what she did, you know, who cares if he hit her? Different thing. But but a fighting woman, a, a mountain woman, a, a battler. That's what we need. It's like if this is from Charlene. Yes, Chuck, I tried to tell you to stick with Bobert. Jacob says by the paper today, somebody from Texas Congress filed a motion to take Biden off the ballot. Then Charlene, we need more rednecks in Congress and fewer lawyers. No offense, Chuck Agreeshar. Well, the bottom line is though, what is shaping up to be here is as we've talked a little bit about this Friday, a great. 2024 election for the grassroots of Colorado, which, of course, you know, has rhino heads and establishment heads exploding across the state because for once they're sort of on the on the on the outs of this. So we've got Lauren Boebert. And and again, Charlene, you were right. I was critical of her move from. So was I. But that that little spark of life, that little firecracker. Well, that's why I elected her in the first place. The The gun. And and look at this. She wasn't carrying her gun. Because she knows alcohol and guns don't go together. So she just gets a hand, you know, you you try we doing that know. to somebody. Just bam, bam, bam. We don't bam. know what happened at we all. We do know. And, and those people in, in, in eastern Colorado go, 
That's what we do, honey. Every <laughs> Friday night, we go out there, we get drunk, and we have a license to... No, to, we don't. To, yes, you do. That's what a marriage license is. It's a license to fight. So it's... it's. Uh, right, we start mutant check here any moment now. Oh, God. We're gonna, uh, we're gonna, it's uh, hard. Dave Williams is with us. Oh, okay. Thank God, God Dave is sitting there. Hey, Dave, <laughs> Dave Williams, chair of the Colorado Republican Party, and now announces... <laughs> not as uh, unexpected, announces candidacy for CD5. Hey, Dave. Hey, Dave. Congratulations. Time. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, so let me, we'll give you sort of a softball open-ended question just to let folks. That really hit hard. Uh, but then what What made you, you know, obviously you're busy being COGOP chair. What made you decide that you wanted to get in, involved in, in CD5 again? I I guess it would anger Dick Wadhams. And so that was, <laughs> that was certainly a motivating factor. Look, I mean, <laughs> in all seriousness, I'm running uh, – I'm running because the 5th Congressional District needs a proven conservative leader who is going to fight against the corrupt Washington establishment. A fighter. Uh, this, this is, yeah, exactly. This is this is why I ran the first time two years ago against, against Doug, is because I didn't think uh, we had enough um, leaders who would be in Washington fighting the good fight on behalf of the hardworking taxpayers of our community, our country. They're getting taken for a ride. These These people... Play by the rules and do what do everything they can to yep. make ends meet. That's, and that's what I've been it. trying to tell Julie. Everybody wants a fighter. Okay, I you're, agree you're, with you. You're so a that's fighter. That's a, that's a Lauren Bobert's a fighter, and she proved it Saturday night. Go well, ahead. you know, I reference. You can go to my website at dayforcolorado.com, by the way. But I reference the the hit song "Richmond North of Richmond." And yeah. That song encapsulates everything that's wrong with our country is that we have a bunch of crooks in Washington who only want to take more of your money and your freedom and give power to themselves and their special interest buddies. And we got to have someone who's going to stand up to it and say, that's enough. And well, can you, can you imagine a congressional um, group from Colorado yeah. being, being let's go Brandon, uh, Ron <laughs> Hanks, and of course, smack him on Saturday night, Lauren Boebert. I mean, it's a chance. <laughs> It's a chance to show a, a different side of the Republican Party. Well, like, like I said, it would anger Dick Wadham. So yeah, it. It, really, it really will make him mad. No, it, um, well, it made Christy Burton Brown mad, too. So let me, um, let me ask you this here, Dave, because I know that um, Christy Burton Brown is always saying highly unethical, highly unethical for you to uh, run as chairperson. Apparently, forgetting that Ken Buck did that, too. But how would you address that? it's highly unethical to lie to the central committee that we had $120,000 left in the bank account. Yeah, really. When, when in fact it was really $8,000 in liquidity with $60,000 in debts and, and unfunded liabilities. That's what's unethical. Truth is there's nothing wrong uh, with a chairman running for political office because the bylaws allow it, number one. And number two, I'm not the chairman of the fifth CD. I'm the chairman of the state party. So if there are any conflicts, that are going to arise, which we don't think they will. Right. Uh, but if there are any, then I'm going to do what Ken Buck was going to do when he was chairman. Yeah, I'm going to sure. recuse my. I was, I'm going to recuse myself from those conflicts, and that that's all she wrote. There's no problem here. Right. Well, and let's explain that to folks too, because Christy Burton Brown in the Denver Post article, which once again turns everything that can into an attack on grassroots people, was like, "Well, you know, it's never been done before." <laughs> can you <laughs> explain? Ken Buck did it, right? 
Ken Buck was a congressman who was running for re-election, and he's also chairman of the uh, of the party. Now, some of the belly aching critics like Dick Wadhams or even mm-hmm. KBB, I guess now, um, they knew full well that there was always a potential for Ken Buck to have a primary, and they're saying that well, he never ended up having a primary because no one ran against him. That's not the point. The point is he ran for chair before he knew that, and so he was prepared. <clears throat> to have these measures in place, which we have. That oh, if yeah, conflict, yeah. yeah, if these conflicts arise, then Hope Shuffleman, our vice chairwoman, and Anna and Ferguson, great. our secretary, they can handle they can handle any of those conflicts so that I can recuse myself. And that's more than appropriate. That's more than fine. Here's the truth. They're all belly aching. They're all whining because they just don't like grassroots conservatives, one, yeah. being yeah. – being the chair, myself being the chair, and two, they sure as heck don't want me to go to Congress. They just don't <laughs> like me. That's really what it is. They do not like It's a personality thing that they got. They're not about the people. They're about getting their friends elected, and that's why they're objective. Well, and they don't care that their friends don't do anything, right? I mean, could you have, we were talking with a friend about this, and he was like, Doug Lamborn, Doug Lamborn. I'm like, did you hear Doug Lamborn announced he's not going to seek re-election? He was like, who's Doug Lamborn? And I mean, and this is a person who's active and, you know. Well, 19 years, he's been a congressman. I mean, <laughs> it's like, boy, he's done a lot. So that's what they're really upset about too, Dave, is they don't want anyone going to Congress who's going to actually do anything, because that will upset the establishment apple cart, right? And their stock insider trips and Thing, tips and things like i mean here's the truth you know how many people on the central committee or around the state are relieved that i'm not vacating the chair i mean they're actually well quite- I, I, you're talking to one person that's a member of both and particularly the executive committee and i talked to a lot of executive committee members today and they're thrilled they are thrilled and, and almost are demand that you not <laughs> resign uh they they love it they just love it. they do they do Right. I mean, look, we can do we can do two things at once. Right? As I told George Brockler, I can walk and chew gum at the same time. There's not going to be a problem here. And it's this. all this comes down to are my critics who have been wrong about everything. They they said the party would fail. It happened. They said we wouldn't be able to bring money in. We have. And now they're looking for any other reason to complain and whine uh, because ultimately they have more in common with Democrats than they do Republicans. Yes. That's right. They wanted. They would rather attack Republicans. They would rather attack conservatives because they're okay with the expansion of government. They're okay with these crooked Washington insiders taking more of your money because ultimately that's what they want to do. If they had the opportunity to grab the brass ring and wield it for their own special, you know, interests or feathering their own nests, they would. And that's why I'm running to stop those people. What's going on in Colorado? So we've got you, we've got Lauren Boebert, we've got Ron Hanks, three essentially grassroots conservatives now running for the, you know, two of them are establishment rhino people are not running again. And then Lauren switched. What's going on in Colorado? I mean, I think I would say two years ago, I would have been like, yeah, no way. Could anyone ever win? Grassroots are doomed. I mean, what's been happening, do you think? Um, I mean, I know what I think, but I'm curious, what do you think is happening that's that's given to this rise in Colorado? Um, I definitely think there's a paradigm shift within the Republican Party, right? I, I think sort of your old establishment guard wing of our party, the sold out, corrupt Dick Wadhams wing of our party, they're just right. losing power because people are waking up. They're they're like, we don't want that. We want someone who's going to actually limit government and keep their promises about that. 
And so we're going to look for other candidates, you know, like Dave Williams, right? Like Lauren Boebert, like, you know, any, Ron Hanks, right? I mean, these, these are people who represent that wing of the party that Donald Trump helped, you know, really bring to the forefront in 2016. And then the other thing I think is going on is that um, you have folks, the grassroots themselves, um, they've just they've increased their power because they've increased their activity in the party. They've gotten involved more. The precinct strategy is a big reason why I'm even chairman of the party is because right. they knew that if we're gonna if we're really gonna reform the system, we got to get engaged and we got to start occupying these lower level party positions. Right. So well, I think everybody's the, everybody's tired of wussified. Uh, rhinos. They're t- I mean, Ron Hanks became famous because he shot up a copying machine on air. Well, it's a Dominion, like the it. Dominion voting machine. Well, okay, machine. Dominion machine I'm on air joking. with an uh, assault rifle. I mean, it was great. And that everybody said, yeah, he's going to fight for us. Lauren yeah. Boebert shows she's in fighting shape. This is going to be an incredible election. But I mean, I think so. I mean, I'm I'm very excited. I, the truth of the matter is this: if if CD four and CD three are any indication, uh, CD five is going to see a plethora of candidates jumping into the race. And based on our performance uh, from two years ago, we think we're in pretty good shape to to win that yeah. district. You know, let me ask you about that because yeah, we've got all the usual. You got you know Eli Bremer. Um, you've got Wayne Williams, uh, Jerry Sonnenberg. I mean, Mike Bob Gardner might be no. Well, I, I mean, in all of the districts, right? But, but specifically in CD five, normally what happens is the establishment is solidified around one candidate, and then they send fake candidates up to try to defeat the grassroots voice. But it could be different this time around in some of these districts, right? Where you have the the legitimate conservative grassroots candidate is the only one, and then you have maybe not all in all of the districts, but but then you've got the the establishment kind of fighting amongst themselves, right? I, I mean, sure. I mean, the, I think that's exactly right. Here, I mean, here, here's the obvious fact that everyone should kind of consider. These are three congressional districts that either lean Republican or are solidly Republican. And when you have a lot of you know Republicans who want to move up, you're going to have a lot of competition you know, just from the, from the start and the establishment, there's no honor among thieves, right? They may have worked together in the, in the past to stop the grassroots. Right. But when you're, when you're saying, when you're, when you're dangling a congressional you know, (laughs) seat in front of them that could last them in, you know, 20 years, they're going to, they're going to be tempted to take it. Um, So, yeah, I'm not surprised that they're not going to coalesce around one person because they all want the brass ring. And that's the problem. We have too many politicians who want to be in charge. Instead, we should have elected representatives, leaders who are going to serve the people and and do everything they can to empower folks to keep more of their money and have more of their freedom. What about, we got to ask you, because since you and Donald Trump are best friends now, he calls you at home, says, hey, Dave. I mean, are, any have you talked to him or are you going to talk to him to try to get an endorsement or how does that play out? Well, to quote Donald Trump, We'll see, right? Uh, <laughs> but you could, you could, you could bet your bottom dollar. You can bet your bottom dollar, though, that those discussions are happening. And stay tuned. Okay. Okay. Well, he's well, wait be, a minute. He's got to be wait, happy. Wait, wait, just... wait, wait a minute. Would Dick Wadhams approve of Trump? <laughs> I mean, wouldn't that upset Dick Wadhams? 
that alone is worth is worth <laughs> the effort. <laughs> Dick Adams' head will totally explode then. <laughs> well, and you're going to be hopefully you can sit next to him at the Supreme Court hearings, right? Because <laughs> that are coming up to because hey, I don't know if you've heard, but I'm running for Congress or something. <laughs> that, I mean, oh. it's going to look the next. I think the next month or two is going to be pretty exciting for the grassroots in Colorado. I think so too. I think so I think too. It'll be just great. I think it's going to be great. Well, Dave, listen. Where can people go? I, I, you know your website because I've got Ron Hanks here now too. What a packed show! Where can people go to, um, to if they want to donate? Because I'm sure that's always helpful yeah. and, and, yeah, and organize, volunteer, etc. Yeah, you bet. Uh, visit my website at Dave for Colorado, D A V E F O R Colorado dot com, and uh, sign up for a newsletter. Chip in, donate, help us uh, have a good. Uh, a good uh, a rollout of this campaign and and don't worry we're gonna we're gonna win we're on the path uh, of i can guarantee you the next executive session there's gonna be a resolution introduced by me and quite a few other people begging you not to uh, uh <laughs> relinquish the uh, republican party chair so. I, I i'm not going anywhere i promise you. <laughs> right, Dave, thank you so much thank you for ending the race Thanks, we Dave. appreciate all you do you bet take care all right. Thank you there, Dave Williams. Yeah, it was kind of funny, Chuck, before we go to Ron, the Denver Post had a story where, um, I mean, they they, they they quote Christy Burton Brown saying that Dave is highly unethical. And they point out, well, that, that, you know, the Post points out, she doesn't, that Ken Buck was, you know, the chair. And he said, but he was already elected. It's like, That's what I said. Oh, oh, he was an incumbent. Totally different. Right, but it's totally but different. Run for re-election. Well, no, total difference. <laughs> that doesn't nowhere count. close. I mean, you know, it's apples and oranges. <laughs> Nor did they mention that the Colorado Republican Party is currently, as Dave mentioned at the beginning, going, uh, you know, pursuing civil, possibly criminal allegations against KBB. Against KBB. So, of course, talk about unethical. Yeah. You should say, oh, you know, like I really have this conflict there. But let's move on now to the other bit of good news. Ron Hanks. Um, we um, talked about this before. Ron Hanks announced he is now going to run for Congress in CD3. That was Lauren Boebert's sort of thing. And he joins us here now, too. Hey, Ron, once again, thank you for your time. Hey, Ron. It's a pleasure as always. Thank you. So let me first just ask you your reaction. So Doug Lamborn quits, Lauren moves, Dave is in there. I mean, what do you, what do you, to me, this is great for grassroots. Yeah, it's historic. I think in the sense of, have we ever had uh, all of the Republican seats open at once? Now it's too bad. We don't have more Republican seats. Uh, Mm -hmm. Frankly, uh, CD eight, could have been one and could be one this next time around. So, I mean, the good news may not just stop with uh, CD3, CD4, CD5. Uh, CD8 is potentially... Well, CD8, um, CD8 get, get some other candidates. I know they asked Julie to run, and the party no. asked Julie to run, and she didn't want to do it, and I agreed with her. Um, but but uh, you know, I don't the, think the it's fair to the, say that. I think some people asked me if I would be interested. I don't think there was she's enough. She's so modest. <laughs> she is just so yeah. modest. And then uh, if I would have the Nobel Peace Prize, <laughs> and I said I said no to that too. But oh. but but right now you just have Rhino Supreme, the county commissioner, one representative that that it's got a 66 rating from princes of liberty so we've got to get some some uh grassroots candidates in in uh in eight also because right now it's just rhinoville yeah. and, and they lost last time they had barbara kirkmeyer, uh, kirkmeyer. well the democrats are not going to surrender that one easy well they're not so. going to surrender but then again i know we didn't vote for barbara kirkmeyer i mean we weren't going to vote for barbara kirkmeyer uh we well, didn't vote for the democrat but we weren't going to vote for her 
You know, uh, I thought Colorado would be on the sidelines waiting for some big event to happen in one of the other states, both with regard to election security and also the the candidates. And all of a sudden, we are the center of gravity or certainly a center of gravity. And it's an exciting time. And I think the, the voters ought to be encouraged uh, I do think we we draw a little more attention. Dave Williams coming into the race uh, certainly broadens the exposure, given everything he's had to do as chairman of the party, trying to keep uh, Donald Trump on the ballot so that Republicans can even make a selection in this secretary of state's little Wally world election that she'd like to put together. So, uh, you know, it's... Uh, it's it's a great time right now. I mean, I take nothing for granted in the in the CD three race. I didn't expect to run, but uh, oh, when, so we were ahead. so thrilled. And I know everybody. When, when, when the only person in the race was, was the corporate panty waist Jeff Hurd, um, backed by E God, all the dinosaurs in the party. We all said, "Oh Christ, that guy is worse than a Democrat." And then all of a sudden, our hero comes in, and it's perfect. Texting. Well, what about, what about so what made you jump in? Talk to us a little bit about that. Uh, a sense of urgency and an ask. Basically, I was asked by people, uh, given what we had done in the race for U.S. Senate in 2022, um, people that crunch numbers better than I do, that strategize better. I'm kind of a, you know, just a straight ahead lineman or fullback uh I see something right or wrong, and I, I and I want to move to uh, to address it. Uh, these folks said, "Look, you did very well in CD three when you were running for U.S. Senate. You beat the uh, petition on candidate uh, in CD three. You've got name recognition. It, uh, we need to secure that seat for conservative Republican votes." And, Absolutely. Uh, and, you know, I expect Donald Trump will win in 2024. As I said at the assembly, I think he won in 2020. I'm sure he did. Um, so we can't have a Congress that sandbags no. the next Republican administration. I think it's going to be Trump, but whoever it may be, we don't need a Paul Ryan type of speaker and that is one of the specific roles of the, the your representatives is to choose the speaker. And uh, I, I don't know what to say about Mike Johnson right now. I was uh, holding out some hope. I don't know what this Schumer uh, deal was. You can spin it bad. You can maybe see Johnson's perspectives. Don't know yet. But exactly. um, bottom, bottom line, we have got to have somebody firm should Trump get back there? Because we've got a lot of damage to undo from this Biden regime. Well, one of the hardest things, of course, is running for any political office is money. Jeff Hurd has, has gotten all the rhino money he can up there. And, of course, Adam Frisch has been building millions for yeah. a couple of years. Yeah. Um, how's, how's that part going? <laughs> well, I will say this, Chuck. Uh, we are still building the uh, machine. Uh, I had not expected to do this, and I kind of... Uh, <laughs> I'd close the drapes on a lot of these things. And uh, so we're building it right now. Uh, I'm comfortable, though, that we have the head start on uh, 
relationships. Um, you know, we know everybody and uh, we know a lot of people in every county, not just CD3. But the, the Senate race uh, proved to be, you know, useful, um, you, you know, and it, and it was not a practice run. We ran that to win in spite right. of all of the circumstances, but it has become a uh, a real leg up. Yeah. And the other thing I would say, too, is I don't know what the rest of these people are doing that are in the CD3 race, but uh, I'm going through assembly. I'm not doing the petition. And uh, if any of they, those guys go through the assembly, the, you know, they might look back on the uh, 2022 assembly for U.S. Senate where uh, we cleared the table. Right. It was, it was only us versus the guy who paid for his uh, his name to be on the ballot. So, and new rules have been adopted by the Republican Party where they can and, offer support to people who go through the assembly against people who don't. Um, yeah, so it's going to be a right. great thing now. Right. I think I th- I think that's going to be important too, and yeah. I think it should force people to face the voters as right. as possible. Uh, let's see if it happens or not. Yeah, but no, I'll I agree with you too. So is Dick Wadhams backing you? <laughs> no. You know, I'll be honest, Chuck. Uh, I don't listen to what he says. I don't listen to uh, the a lot of the Denver radio. And truth to tell, it's hard to get out here (laughs) i mean they're they are the little denver front range and you know god bless them for being there and thinking uh what they do everybody has a right to an opinion but i'm pretty sure dick wadhams doesn't like me very much and you know what i the sun still comes up in the morning and uh, the denver post keeps even in dave's article and they mention every time they talk about you what does he say repeats donald trump's baseless baseless election (laughs) it's like shut up i mean nobody that's why no one reads them but let me ask you strategy wise i think what is really exciting here too number one we've just got you three people proven you know grassroots warriors as i keep saying but also you all have lauren bobert okay she's switching districts but she's got her basic infrastructure in place and her people you as you've said you ran through for senate so you've got an infrastructure dave was in 2022 ran for in cd5 so he's got i mean you guys are able i think to hit the ground running right you're not saying you know if you run for congress what do i do next yeah right? do, I, do i have to open a bank account yeah i mean yeah, you, I, you know, I think that gives you all three of you a, a significant advantage doesn't it it does and the difference for me in this race versus the 2022 u.s senate run was i was still working at the state house and That's uh right. and the minority leadership at the time uh one of whom is deceased so obviously we'll be gentle here but they they sandbagged me with uh, an extra committee, and so be it. You know, I mean, I saw it coming and, and didn't complain. Um, but now the point is, is uh, you know, I can live in my truck and just uh, hit all 27 counties. It's a big, big district. And uh, I think me and my little fleet of uh, used, old, tired vehicles will be all over <laughs> Um, what do you see as some of, I guess, the biggest challenges there? I mean, the Lauren Boebert thing, obviously she, she didn't leave because she thought she would win there. And I don't know if it was just a her thing or whether she's conceding to Adam Frisch's bazillion dollars. Maybe she just wanted to get away from her awful ex-husband. Right. Yeah. I, you know what? I have no speculation on that. I, I frankly feel as though, 
you know, Lauren Boebert served us well with many, many of her votes. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I don't want to jump in and make any comments on it. Whatever she felt she had to do was her business. And uh, um, my, my role in this whole thing is to fill a gap in the line that uh, was a conservative vote. And we need to keep it that way because Trump, the likely winner of this 2024 race is going to need the help. And I I think Trump is going to win this because Biden has been so demonstrably bad that Democrats can't, can't endure this. And in in 2020, Trump didn't come to Colorado. Um, And we're all really hoping now that we've got these open Republican seats with grassroots Trump supporters in them and and Dave Williams and the party all united behind him. Um, Hope he'll come. Give us a rally. Just one one big rally. Well, I got to be honest, Chuck. I think if Trump comes here, he's going to go to Colorado Springs because that's Dave Williams uh, uh, race. But if he gets here, I'm going to ask him if he couldn't uh, divert and land in Grand Junction for 20 Why not? You know? Why not? <laughs> That's right. Take that big Trump plane. That's, That's a beauty. Right. That's a beauty. He, even if he doesn't land, if he could just circle. Uh, uh, yeah, right. Okay with it. Fly over. Have a little, little banner like they do at the Rockies game. Yeah. Run, hey. Go right. Right. Hey, Go ahead, Julie. I'm sorry. That's all right. You know, the Democrats, I think, have said wisely, well, we don't care who we're running against, right? I mean, that eight. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll rig it. We, we don't care. Yeah. No, we'll, no. We'll, we'll do the mail ballot. We'll do the ballot harvesting. We'll do our. No, we don't I, care who runs. What I meant is they were saying um, that, you know, initially they were, their whole battle was Lauren Boebert. So obviously they have to sort of strategically shift gears a little bit, but they still do have, like, what, what, $8 million, something like that. Um, do you think that might go away now that it's not Lauren or do you they'd be like, oh, my God, Ron Hanks is every bit as grassroots as Lauren Boebert? You know, I don't know. And uh, I, I can't predict some of their behaviors. Uh, I know that Frisch has a fair bit of money, but I don't know how much money it takes to polish over the lies and the disaster that's been uh, Joe Biden. And or uh, his own lies as an Aspen City Council person purportedly blackmailed because going to show film of him going into a shack for an extramarital affair. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, first things first, we got to get through the primary and then we'll, we'll, we'll deal with, uh, he's got a primary too, I guess. And uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm glad of that because um, you know, all of the voices should get a chance to, 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 to make their case. Um, but, uh, I, you know, 8 million bucks, you can't, boy, how many, how many ads can you, how many lives yeah. can you broadcast <laughs> over and over again? You know, well, so you're right. um, you raise a really good point. It's for in ballot that, harvesting, yeah, it's but, not for ads. Not for, yeah. But it's, um, but the, the, the Democrat has to run essentially on Joe Biden. I mean, that's, who's really running no matter where you are, I think in a lot of places. And I know that the Democrat, you read these things about, well, Joe Biden is going to hand it off at the last minute to somebody else at the Democrat convention. I, I don't think that that's going to be good enough. I mean, the country <laughs> is still, it's like, so what? You're going to make things even worse, right? Uh, the sad the part about it, is, is Joe Biden was a terrible candidate in 2020. He didn't leave his basement. He was awful. Uh, but they ballot harvested and mm-hmm. they mail, took mail on ballots. And they cheated everywhere. They cheat. 
bigger in Colorado than almost any other place. And then you have Dick Wadhams tell us we have the best voting system and Ken Buck tells us we have the gold standard. I mean, that's the problem. They've gotten away with everything. Well, uh, yeah, I was just going to say, Joe Biden hasn't just been a miserable resident, president, whatever you want to call him. He was a miserable senator and, frankly, a yes. miserable human being <laughs> since he first came on the scene in 1973. You know, the, the, the things he said about the man who was in a traffic accident that killed his spouse oh, and, okay. and a child... I mean, uh, by the time Joe Biden got done uh, lying about the guy, the the guy offed himself. And I it's a tragedy that he did that. He was a truck driver. And, uh, you know, Joe Biden has has exploited uh, victimhood and the death of his family members for his own gain. And, uh, you know. I had Democrats in the family. My my grandfather was a Democrat. Uh, I've gone to the Truman Museum and find him to be one of the more patriotic Americans. I know there were policy issues, but that man was put in a ditch by FDR and, uh, and his lack of knowledge. Um, there are good Democrats out there. I know there still are in rural America. And um, I think they're going to have a come to Jesus moment well the one thing joe gets to do which which other people have done before is you trot out your son so you you got hunter biden and he can he can get out there and say hi (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah. you want to give me some money his family member well ron let me ask you this because i know where can people go if they want to volunteer because like we said today everybody's going to need all the help they can get and i know like you said you're you're opening the drapes up and letting stuff in but i'm sure you've got stuff set up now where people can go volunteer and all yeah we're we're chasing a pack rat or two out of the old website but uh it'll be up here and that will be hanksforcolorado.com um and as far as uh contacting me directly uh the email is hanks4colorado at proton.me so i'm trying to get away from the gmail at this point i feel like there's too much intrusion into my laptop already so uh yeah there is well then yeah the Gmail people, I mean, they've, it's already been proven, right? Gmail and some of the other mail accounts too will th- throw some of the Republican stuff into spam automatically. So, yeah. um, all right. Well, hey, so say that email again. Is it is it F O R or four? It is. It's F O R. It's Hanks for Colorado at Proton me. All right, Ron. Thank you for coming. Thank, yeah, thank you. you for running. We're so yes. excited and thrilled, and I, this is going to be. Yeah, a really exciting election season. This is well, be it will be, and uh, I'm I'm eager to um, hit all 27 counties, and uh, we'll be up in uh, Moffat, Rio Rio Blanco here in the next couple of days. So it starts from there. All right, all right. Well, thank you very Take much. Care. Take care. We'll see you. We'll see you on the trail. Thank you very much. Thanks for the time. Sure, Ron Hanks. There, we've got a ton of comments from people. Well, the comment I liked from much earlier was from Charlene. She said. Regarding Lauren Boebert, it's Saturday night at the Twist and Shout. Now, if you've ever heard the song down at the Twist and Shout by Mary Chapin Carpenter, uh, I play it all the time. Oh. It, it drives her nuts. She can't stand hearing Mary Chapin Carpenter doing uh, down at the Twist and Shout. But that was a perfect, a perfect song for for Lauren Boebert. And that'll be her song for the thing. Bring Mary Chapin Carpenter out here. I mean, 
she's kind of a libtard, but maybe she'd join the campaign. Okay. And here then are some of the, let's see, this is back from, um, you go Dave Williams and thank you for the chuckle regarding Dick Wadhams. Um, Let's see. Thanks to Ken Buck for paving the way, just proving that everybody's good for something. That is true. Um, Dave, from Sandra, Dave wasn't paid for the chairman position for, I believe he said, six to eight months because of Katie B and her cohorts. Yeah, I mean, that's the, the thing that they're trying to, you know. And then Julie, Leo says, Julie, a Dominion machine is a copy machine. Democrat, Democrat, Democrat. That's pretty good, Leo. <laughs> um, and then Jacob points out, how come Phil Weiser, our attorney general, was unaware the res- resurrection law was repealed he probably was and then from sandra again many are waking up because of dave and anna ferguson and randy corcoran and more because they're telling us the truth and fighting for us instead of what the uh, gutter republicans and dick Wad- dick wadhams have not done um charlene i'm asking heidi ganahl to donate to the colorado gop's effort to keep trump on the ballot while she's setting up her rhino red group it's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good charlene holy cow everybody loves ron hanks um ron hanks is smart um thank you ron everybody is saying um and ron is saying thank you to us um when charlene goes back to your song backbone radio played it yesterday did they really mm-hmm. um well, love that song love that song 1992 mary Chapin Carpenter. But I think the, you know, the bottom line is. Why don't you like this? I, I don't know. If, you know, sometimes I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how it goes, but don't sing it. I, that's what oh, I'm you saying. want me to sing it? Okay. No, no, I don't know. I want you to sing oh. it. I think it's good because, as I was saying to Ron, we've got three Republicans, grassroots Republicans. Usually grassroots Republicans are not usually, but too often don't have all the infrastructure, right? They've never run well, before. Run for it. It's a long uh, haul and everything else. And now all three of them hit the ground, hit the ground at different <laughs> Well, but they, speeds, but, but, they, but they know what they're doing, right? I mean, Dave is just kind of, re- I mean, we played his, you know, he put out as a teaser Friday, his 2022 ad, right? Yeah, which was perfect. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all pertinent today. You've got Lauren, she just transfers her machine, basically, yeah, yeah. but there is of it, yeah. to the to CD4. And then Ron Hanks, having run a statewide primary campaign, right? I mean, he's got contacts all over the place. It's not like, you know, he doesn't know anyone there or doesn't have any contacts. So I'll I think- play at the next show uh, for the opening. We can't, because they will ban us. We can't, because we don't have that copyright thing. I'll, I'll sing, sing it. it. Yeah. I'll sing it for we'll you. Sing it for Party Friday. <laughs> Leo Leo says maybe I should he should run for CD7 just to put the dogs on Brudy Pedersen. You should. We support you Leo. We could have you on the show and you could do it. You could do it. You could sing Twist and Shout. You can you can Down sing Twist and Shout. Yeah. Well, so obviously Wednesday we'll be talking a lot more about this. We want to thank um Jay Christian and that's just great. Yeah, yeah, that, that's good. Yeah. That that they're finding what, what a show. What a show. Yeah. Ron and Dave. Dave, this is this is going to be an exciting time everybody. That's right. Thank you to everybody on Zoom. Thomas at BBS for keeping everything rolling around straight. Um, Lots to talk about on Wednesday. We will see you then. Take care, everyone.